Welcome to the Lit of the Bible podcast by Max Makarov and Preston Maddox. Today, we're going to be talking about the impossible law. So, we're going to be talking about Exodus chapter 20, where God uh, is on top of the Mount Sinai, and the Israelites are there, which were just freed from slavery. And God is trying to make this covenant with them. And to do to actually do that, they are, they are, he gives them a set of rules, which we call the Ten Commandments, right? And if he follows these rules, if they, the, the Israelites follow these rules, they will become the people that represent God to the nations of the world, right? Alright, so now we're going to dive into Exodus chapter 20, uh, verse 1. Then God spoke all these words, saying, I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself an idol, or any likeness of what is in heaven above, or on the earth beneath, or in the water under the earth. You shall not worship them or serve them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers of the children and the third and fourth generations of those who hate me, but showing loving kindness to thousands, to those who love me and keep my commandments. So yeah, so here it starts talking about where God shows showing, telling the first part of the commandments here, and first one here is that you shall have no other god before me you shall not make yourself an idol make yourself an idol or any likeness to what is in heaven above or on the earth beneath the water and under the earth um so see here that god is trying to tell his people that he doesn't want them making no idols he doesn't want them to have anything in their life that is pretty much above him because he says here that he's a jealous god you know and he doesn't want anything anything to be above him you know what i mean yeah, I mean it's it's really easy in life to get to get your priorities mixed up and and putting things before God. So He's just wanting us to keep Him in front of everything. Then we continue reading in verse seven. It says, "You should not take the you should not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord would not leave him unpunished who takes His name in vain. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy." Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. In it you shall not, in it you shall not do any work, you or your sons or your daughters, your male or your female servants, or your cattle or you. Sojourner, who sa- sa- stays with you, for the six for in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that what's in them, and rested on the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Honor your father and your mother, that the days may be prolonged in the land which the Lord has given you. You should not murder, you should not commit adultery, you should not steal, you should not bear false witness against your neighbor. You should not covet your neighbor's house, you should not covet your neighbor's wife or his male servant or his female servant or his ox or his donkey or anything that belongs to to your neighbor. So, all these laws that he's pretty much saying, right? They're they seem very simple. They seem anybody could just do it, you know. But like at the end of the day, it's really not that easy, because like in the New Testament, Jesus explains the laws even a little deeper. Like 
just looking at a woman with lust, you're already committing adultery in your heart, you know, and like, or sometimes we don't always honor our father and mother, we don't always listen to them, or sometimes we lie, you know, and just keeping it, keeping following the rules, I think that's actually a much harder thing than we think it is, and that's why I would say it's impossible, you know what I mean, and if we can't keep these rules going, you know, we can't be holy to be in the presence of God. So we have a big question. What is the purpose of the Ten Commandments? What is God trying to tell us? Well, the purpose of the Ten Commandments is to expose sin. Without the law, technically there can't be sin. Just as if you aren't speeding if there isn't a speed limit. So like, is the law like, so God gave us, God gave Moses the Ten Commandments, right? Is that God just trying to say, you follow the Ten Commandments, you don't commit adultery, you honor your father and your mother, you don't kill, like I said, please don't kill. And is that the thing that just brings you to God? You do that, you do that, and God's like, you're welcome. You know, like, you're, like I welcome you, you know, you're, I welcome you in my presence, you know. Well, no, it's uh, not that simple. The law was made uh, to expose sin. God needed to make everything worse before he could make it better. It shows us that we are not as good as we thought. Uh, Pastor Begg once said that the law was given not to bestow salvation on men and women, but to convince men and women that we need salvation. So I think God is trying to tell us that he put, so he, God put that law there, and it's practically pretty much impossible to keep it. And I think he's trying to tell us that, he was trying to show that with that law there, now sin is exposed. With that sin, we can't be in the presence of him. And there's only one person, one thing that will help us be there again. And that's where in the New Testament we have Jesus Christ coming in, him dying for our sins and bringing this new connection. This, you know, like, um, like, like in the Garden of Eden, you know, a new connection with God. And that's the whole thing is like, the, the laws are there. We can't do it ourselves. We only can do it through Jesus Christ.